Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It's 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan, Brett Fessley, Big Dick Toledo. That's the show. And here we go. Uh, easy enough. Uh, simple things. We are just talking about that Foo Fighters song was just on, The Pretender, and dawns on you midway through. Oh, geez, the Foo Fighters aren't a thing as of right now. They don't have a full, ba- a capable band. Uh, and, you know, we started to talk about what do they do, and uh, Brett, Brett made his point in Vegas. He's like, I don't know if Dave can go on with the next, because Taylor Hawkins was such a, a character on stage, such a presence, and it's hard to replace that. And then you raise the question, what if they did find someone that was uh, charismatic. I mean, obviously the drum parts can be done, but like find somebody that is charismatic and better. And we started to rattle off bands that got better after someone died. Metallica? Well, it's going to be debatable. It's debatable. Yeah, because yeah. he's stemming the Cliff Burton. Uh, if you get on the, you know, red yeah. lightning. Yeah. Based upon sales and everything, I mean, I um, Chicago. Yeah, so Chicago's a tough one because there's Chicago. 300 of them in there. But that dude was the writer. Yeah. Yeah, and the guy that died from that was like the like the heart and soul of the band. You're right. But then but they changed into another band. They turned into something I mean, that else. Wasn't, yeah. yeah. It didn't, that wasn't the same no. whatever jazz fusion rock thing that they were doing before with horns. They turned into Peter Cetera's backup band. Yeah. But yeah, it was like ACDC. I don't even know if that's arguable. They got better after Bon Scott died. Yeah. yeah, I mean the greatest rock album of all time is sitting right there. Is the first one they did without him. I think they're an exception to the rule, though, because oh, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. you look at uh, uh, Skid Row and their ninety-seven <laughs> different lead singers and Stone Temple Pilots. I mean, the the yeah. the Chester stuff the was good, 
but it still wasn't Scott. Most you know? of the time, the dying. Yeah. That'll slow you. That'll slow you down a whole a whole bunch. But yeah, I wonder. Because like, you know, let's say Brady dies on this show. We're like, oh, the show's not going to be the same. We love having Brady around. Let me find somebody who's like totally better than Brady. It'd be great. But you could never mention it. Like, this guy's amazing. But we can't bring up the fact that it's all better now. Like, think, like he's better. You couldn't do that. I don't know. That's the danger of trying to reply. Like, if Brady's here and people are like, I, I think you couldn't say I like the new guy more because it's just so mean to do to the last guy who's yeah. dead. I mean, you have to, like, you know, you just leave the show. That's one thing. But if you drop dead and then we're like, all right, we'll do the show. And then some guy comes in here, or girl, but most likely a guy, <laughs> comes in and does the thing. You're like, all right, this guy's pretty good. And then the next thing you know, he's taking the show to new heights. Brings you couldn't, a, you couldn't brings a whole anything. new audience in. Yeah, you couldn't even bring it up. You couldn't bring it up. Well, KDKB's been trying that for years, right. but, you know. <laughs> they wish they could get some sympathy ratings. We wish one of their, uh, it would be terrible, but, you know, well, we could get somebody in the news to drop dead, please. It's good for our brand. The toughest, uh, you know, I think member is, it seems like the lead singer. Sure, you can't, uh, that's, that's nearly that's, impossible. that's been the battle for bands after... Right. You know, even though you'd say, oh, the guy from Journey, Arnell Purnell or whatever his yeah. name is, yeah. sounds exactly like Steve Perry, the but there's... But it's not Steve, yeah. 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 Well, because they can't produce any any music. They're just singing Steve Perry stuff. So the obvious comparison is, can you do your own thing? No. Oh, yeah. So it's weird. Like, if Keith Richards died, you can't throw a new guitar player up there and Mick can't act like it's still the Rolling Stones. You know, yeah. Well, I think they're past that age. I think if one, if if Keith's dead, the well, Stones now, are yeah. dead at that now point. Now we but, expect them to yeah. die. Now, if well, if Keith Richards died, you kind of be like, all right, actually, everybody but Keith, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> if Mick dies, we know that death's yeah. done. But yeah, it's just weird. So the Foo thing adds that dilemma of what do you do next? And then I've heard some people mentioning the whole uh, Phil Collins, Don Henley thing, and having Dave jump back on the drums and starts. That's what I singing, think. I thought know. that could happen. You can replace his guitar work, but he's such a great front man. Yeah. But I watched. Dave Grohl, do an entire concert sitting in a throne with a broken leg. And it was phenomenal. I, I thought it was great. Like, he was excellent as a guy just sitting in a chair. And then he'd get up and hop around a little bit. So he can still get up in the drums or have somebody fill a couple of the songs into a front. But, yeah, Dave being the new drummer of the Foo would probably be the route I would go because he's the only one who could do it. And you could say things are okay rather than somebody's being replaced. So we'll see. We'll You'd see almost have to put that drum kit up front, though. Absolutely. Like in, in, in the front man spot because yep. those other guys are nothing to watch. No. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You would have to, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You'd have to do that. And then have them like come out Like the romantics or uh Yes. The, everybody, the front but for those of you who don't know, I mean, for all of you who don't know, the romantics. <laughs> Brady's reference from 1983. Front, cowboy mouth. Another obscure. No. There's I'm, others, but those are those are. I don't think the foos like we could be more like the romantic drummers. I don't know sure. any other. We get up front drummers. You get drummers who sing. That's different. I mean, but I'm talking about the kit. You mean basically right up front? The, yeah. Sure, just sticking that up. Those there. are probably the two. I've were the seen, romantics up front? No one knows. I never seen the romantics. I don't know. Nobody's seen the romantics. That is not this. a reference that anyone should ever use outside of family members or members of. The Romantics themselves. And in fact, I bet you if the Romantics were here and you said you had an upfront drummer, they'd be like, did we? I, I don't know. I don't know what. what. <laughs> I see you yeah. talking in your sleep. <laughs> I had a big lisp. <laughs> I don't remember. 
anything about the romantics, but I'm glad Brady brought that up. A, a solid, positive. I only remember them because that's what you know. I what saw if Brady died, we could replace him pretty easily. But <laughs> basically, what I'm saying is, when Brady goes, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. You want me to go get Izzy right yeah, now? Go, yeah, yeah, it's not doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, when Izzy, should, we got somebody practicing in a room, not you know, just by herself. The romantics. What's the matter with you? Then just say nobody's ever done it. The Romantics had a song. You're thinking of American Bandstand. Two big hits, They John. had a big hit and a follow-up that people listened to because of the first one and then said, these guys suck. Because they did. It wasn't very good stuff. But Romantics, look it up. Uh, all you people under the age of 68, look up the Romantics. When was that? Like 1983, four? I think so. Maybe. I'm trying to pull it up. Their one-hit wonder. You still pounded at weddings at all very often? No. What I like about you? No. Who in the world, getting married in 2022, requests the romantics? They have to be their- Same f- people that request Cool in the Gang. Cool in the Gang is a is a staple, Brady. That's a staple of a celebration song. If anybody said, I want the romantics, they have to be in their 50s or- This is their third marriage. No young people are like, ooh, the romantics. <laughs> yeah, this is what people want in their wedding under the age of 50. And he's not even up front. No. He's just a singer. I thought they put the drums up front. Yeah, no. Mom, Dad, we're getting married and we want any money and the romantics. And what's wrong with you? What are you marrying, a fossil? <laughs> yes. He's got a lot of money. I want the romantics, please. There was the Something other, cool the kids can dance to. There was the other gem. Yeah, that was the one where they were trying to be all sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all clapping leather. Look those bouffants. Brady's reference points are getting strange. <laughs> this would have been strange in 1990. <laughs> yeah. A Clinton era reference would have been like too late. Freddie Kay's Romantics, nobody remembers that anymore. Just strange. But anyway, yes, unlike the Romantics, and often compared to the Romantics, I think the Foo Fighters will be fine with Dave if he decides to be up front. You've got your 80s sitcoms. I've got my 80s I don't reference fans. a lot of them. I reference them as a... You sing the songs. Sure. As a way to say, what a waste of time my brain is performing right now. I don't go to them as reference points. You know... Uh, during a, a Manimal, a lot of the times the lead guy would, you're like, who's to, what the hell is Manimal? I'm not going to it as a reference. I'm going to it as an absurdity. Don't say you were going absurd. You brought up the, you brought no, up the not romantic. Absurd. I'm, you're paying we, for we're this We're talking one. about front drummers or drummers that are in the lead. Well, I went for have, the Eagles and Genesis. Right, you I mean, did that, all right. That works. Yeah, you could have gone local band that nobody knows who the romantics are. And the people who do are too old to... to Go back to your jello shots and you lay down for a little bit. You've been up since two. <laughs> the sun comes up and it's almost bedtime. Anyway, romantic. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that reference. No, on no, the show. because you shouldn't. <laughs> it's not a reference. It's hilarious, but it's not a reference. Anyway, speaking of things that are uh, referenced, uh, everybody's everybody's in on the joke. Everybody's in on it, and yet he keeps doing it. OJ Simpson, of course, had his. Uh, his Twitter uh, yesterday, jump out about the Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith situation. And he relates. He relates. And you start listening to what OJ had to say. And it's like, OJ's kind of a voice of reason here. He's like, look, after the thing that happened to me in Vegas, there's a lot of comedians doing jokes about me. And I'm like, the thing in Vegas wasn't what they were joking about, first of all. But 
He never mentions the other stuff. And then he goes on. Yeah, to, at least say you can relate to losing your mind. How sure. Some well, that's kind of what snap. he said. You snap. I get it. What he did, though, was say, I am forced to raise two children by myself, and that's not easy. So when these guys come in, I'm like, hold on. You just glossed over something huge. You had to raise two kids by yourself? Pray tell. What happened? Here's old. Hey, to the world is yours truly. I just had to run to a quiet spot. I'm here on that other coast. It is beautiful. Now, I got here thinking spring break was over and I would come and get behind it, but evidently, he's trying to sneak up on spring break. Delaware and stuff, they do late spring break and they chased me. I finally got to a place that it's a little quiet. Now, I With pitchforks and torches. I would be getting all day. Would be the question about the overtime rule. Pause that. Pause that. So OJ now looks at his Twitter and says, the question I thought I'd be getting all day. So he has that Twitter page as a answer this kind of Quora type Reddit thing. He thinks, hey, Juice, have you ever read his Twitter? Like the what people say to him? Only the times that we've pulled him up, and, and it seems to have the same theme. No one is asking him questions about things without at least saying, like, with every third one might be like a question. Love you, Juice. What do you think of the overtime rule change in the NFL? And then the next one is, you are a murderer. <laughs> like, it's constant <laughs> yeah, that he is no... just beaten to hell on this Twitter page that he clearly doesn't see the other stuff on like he's not noticing that everyone on that page hates him so he's he goes to his twitter and thinks well i'm probably going to get a lot of questions today about nfl rule changes let's see what twitter i'm your murderer you're a murder you son of a bitch you're a murderer you're a murderer oh here's one what do you think of the overtime rule changes? well i'm gonna answer that here on twitter now he looks past all this so then he gets into like how how tough it is when people say bad things about you go ahead well, you know, I don't totally agree with it because uh, oh, I wish about the overtime they would have done it yeah. like they do college, where both teams get the ball from like. Got to answer that one question that came in, up. Anything no, is better than what happened last year to not see Josh Allen have an opportunity. So pause uh, to keep right. that game. So I looked for the Bills. I looked yeah. yesterday, and the question he was asked was, and I don't know that OJ gets anything. Do you want the overtime rules in the NFL to change, or do you like it when one team doesn't have a chance and their hopes are killed too soon? <laughs> I like how they worded that. Right, <laughs> because they were making fun of him again. Well, I'll answer that. That seems logical. I'm, sure, I want Josh Allen to hold the ball as much as I want Joe Burrow to hold the ball. No. But OJ, first off, he's wrong about the overtime rules. But go ahead. Now, now, now it, it hurts me. But the question I've been getting is Will Smith and Chris Rock. Hey, look, it was unfortunate. I, I, I think Will was wrong. Uh, look, I understood the feeling. Now, uh, in my life, I've been through a lot of crap, and I was raising two young kids, and every comedian in the country had an OJ routine. And don't think I wouldn't want to be slapped a couple of those guys but you gotta accept it's it's humor and i didn't even think that was all that egregious i thought it was egregious semi unfunny joke but i i i don't know i don't get it i know this after what happened to me in las vegas if i would have done that in front of a billion people watching around the world they would have given me 
life without. Right. I'm just saying. Hey, <laughs> oh, dear, you're not allowed to hit people in public anymore. I mean, last time, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just celebrating. Last time I slapped someone, it was just a huge mess. I mean, of course, I slapped a bitch in the neck with a knife, but still, I mean, it was. This caused a lot of problems. Potatoes, potato. I think that, I'm just saying, Brad. Brad understands potato, potato. It's egregious. I don't know, Brad. What do you include in your pasta? What egregious do you have when you make pasta? Because I use like uh, I use uh, hate and shame and blood. What, what's in your? What egregious do you use? I didn't think the joke was that. He's got bad. at least eight different. Brady, interrupt me again, I swear to God. I'll walk over there with a knife and slap you with it. That's It's not egregious. I know he's trying to say egregious, but egregious makes me think that he's salpe. It's like he's going through a thesaurus <laughs> and just picking out big words. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's egregious. That, that, I'm going to use that. I'm going to go through the, the day trying to include the word egregious in different conversations. That's egregious. Well, tell me exactly what's in a mojito. What are the egregious? <laughs> so a couple of things that stood out to me on that were the, the fact that he brought up having to raise two kids. There I am, being the father of the year, raising two kids. Well, for two years, you weren't raising them because you were on trial. And then for about eight or nine of them, I think you were in jail. They was old. I don't know that you were... Uh, I don't know that you were raising kids that uh, – I think some. I think the Brown family took the young ones and uh, the other kids were like 18 and 22 when you killed uh, – they're not mom. So don't be egregious. But yeah, so – and then later to say, you know, he would have gotten life in prison. Had, but could you imagine if somebody made an OJ joke on the Oscars and OJ walked on stage, your heart – would have jumped out of the, your chest seeing, oh, we pissed OJ off. Now say that joke again. Yeah, well, Chris Rock, you got something else to say. I'm right here, boy. Let's do this. <laughs> let's let's do this. Also, I think the overtime rule changes in football need to be looked into. I, I But he does, he makes a good point. If anybody should have snapped, it would have been him. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, everywhere you looked for years, even still to this, like right now, to this point, everybody feels comfortable making OJ jokes because you know why? And even after he makes his uh, his Twitter comments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. OJ is like flying the day after a plane crash. He is this. It's the safest time to fly. Uh, making fun of OJ Simpson is truly the safest thing in the world to do. He cannot react anymore. He cannot have a reaction because if he does, he's done. He has to play this way all the time. But OJ on stage, I would – that – now there's where the people who say this was all set up. That's something I would have watched. OJ Simpson wandering on stage. <laughs> Just stare down. Any comedian would be exhilarating. If you were at a comedy club and somebody made an OJ joke, or here I am, my dumb ass, doing my OJ thing, and he comes wandering in, can you imagine how tight your butts would get? Oh. Who's, who's the dude doing the voice? Be like a little fat one over there. <laughs> All right. How you doing there, bro? I think that's funny, don't you? I think, I think it's egregious. <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. 
carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a uh, Algonctify. What's that? I don't make up big words sometimes. Right? You seem like I'm over your head. Speaking of overheads, <laughs> Nicole got over hers. Remember, it just fell off. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's. Uh, Maybe he gets invited to the Oscars next year and sits at a table. I would watch. Now, there I'm saying all the Oscars are worried about their ratings. <laughs> They've invited OJ. I got a grab bag and everything. Uh, mine's filled with like a plastic lining. They said they didn't want to get everything all over. Uh, I got a knife. I got a, a BB gun. I don't know. I got that one glove. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'll use it. I'll go. I'm evidently I'm getting a lifetime achievement award for Naked Gun. <laughs> the anniversary. The Nordberg Award is going to be, and they're going to put it out. Now, I'll gladly receive that. I'm one of the only living ones left. He might be the only guy still alive from Naked Gun. Him and Priscilla Presley. The rest of the group's gone. Pretty much. We should yeah. do it. We should do a. Oh my God! I just had the greatest idea of all time. We should do a. Uh, what anniversary would it be of Naked Gun? Like the thirty-fifth anniversary and of Naked Gun. And the come out and invite the cast. Wouldn't cost the only, one only two people. Left. I know it's yeah. him and Priscilla. <laughs> Priscilla would probably say no because OJ's going to be there, and then just the the four of us would Throw watch with OJ. I didn't know there's no crowd. Well, I think that might be because of you. You might be the reason no one showed up. I don't understand that. People could ask me, go, hey, I got very large Twitter following. Yeah, but don't make it funny, man. Yeah, that would be pretty great. I think we'd get a nice group of people there for the 35th anniversary of Naked Gun. We could do a special version. We get an OJ's cut. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. OJ's cut of Naked Gun. And it's just all the scenes he's in. Everything's cut out. I cut that. I cut that too. I cut it all. You need to have him come out and MC the uh, your uh, singing uh, night of the singing, oh, singing night dead. of the singing dead. That would be great. Oh, hosted oh. by OJ. Well, all right. Maybe I can't. Why? In this day and age, I can't dress up as OJ. Damn it! I just can't. I wear the Buffalo <sighs> Bills shirt. Be great. I can't. That's as far as I could go. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. Could I get like <clears throat> maybe I'll meet with uh, leaders of the African American community to say. Can I do OJ one night with the makeup, please? Uh, you guys would laugh. You'll find it funny. They'd be like, all right, just this once. All right, get up there, cracker. And I just have little red dots on me all night just in case I do. I don't go too far. Go too far like who? Like OJ? All right, two, three, four. <laughs> just put a cut up. Yeah, but OJ. Put a mic. We're all in on the OJ joke because... It was the lead story in a lot of things. Says, oh, OJ's got a comment about it. We all want to hear it. No matter, as it. Nobody skips that and goes, I don't care what he says. You're curious, at the very least, if you have a curious brain, to click on that and say, what in the hell? How oblivious is this guy to think that his his importance is to chime in on social events? Well, look at him. He's swarmed over there on the other coast. <laughs> I still have a lot of fans. Wherever I go, people are like, oh, there's OJ. Let's get him. <laughs> I have to start running. It's crazy. Most of the time, those people are police officers. You guys want to talk? You want an <laughs> yeah. autograph? No, just a no, picture. Hope I can't. Just, they want a photo. It's called a mug shot. They want me to take a photo and all that. It's crazy. I, I'm, chased, I'm chased, Brady. It's egregious. <laughs> it's egregious. 
And then, of course, I go and I have one of those uh, beers with the margarita mix. The Corona is poured in. It's one of the ingredients. Is, uh, inside with six of, that. of them. Oh, it's delicious. Then we get, we get two. And then you really, I like to take the head off a of beer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> just, just saying. Damn. Thank you, OJ, for that amazing moment. Because to take this and make it about you and what you went through is not all that – it's not that comparable. Bill Maher made a, comp, uh, a similar thing where he was like it's uh, – he, he compared it to a death of some sort. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. I'm like, all right, we're taking this too far now. This, this Will Smith smack is uh, – it, it, we're, we're all getting a little crazy about it. But people are starting to defend – uh, Will Smith a little more, and they're coming out and getting louder. And I don't know where the defense is. I don't know. I don't know where that. Jim Carrey came out and said he'd sue for two hundred million dollars because, and he's got a point. He's saying that uh, that video that will last forever uh, and, and embarrass him for years to come. It will always be an embarrassment that you were made a bitch on television. And he said, and uh, that doesn't go away. That's two hundred million. I don't think you should do that. I think Chris Rock's playing it cool, but I'm not pressing charges. I got smacked. Big deal. He'll, uh, I can't use that word, but he'll uh, ball himself out of Hollywood if he does that. Chris oh, Rock. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> me for that. a change being you politically correct. You can use correct. that word. Right, well, blackball. <laughs> it doesn't always mean the thing. Coming from me, it no, might, though. That's why everybody can get the wrong impression. Well, well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Unlike OJ, you're self-aware to a, to a good degree. Yeah. It's, uh, I... Jim Carrey also was pretty adamant on saying how he's sickened by the standing ovation that I, everybody Will should. Got. Have been. I was too. I, I'm like my stomach was acting weird because I'm like this is odd. Like people should be booing. This isn't someone you stand up for after that. It was strange. The whole thing's just a disaster. Anyway, the people kind of you get tired of things real fast. Oh, and then I got clips last night about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith being, you know, she's always been a secret Scientologist. Leah Remini's gone around and said the, this Pink, Pinkett Smith lady has been a secret Scientologist. And then the Barstool Sports one-minute guy, have you seen him? He's great. Yeah. I love that guy. Uh, he had a one-minute thing yesterday that said that it is a well-known fact in Scientology that uh, if someone disrespects you verbally, the response is to slap them. And if you don't, someone from Scientology will slap you for being degraded. And uh, not doing something about it. And nobody, nobody, another Scientologist is supposed to slap you if you don't slap that person. I, I don't know how real or true that actually is, but I saw that and then I looked into it. And there's other videos of Scientologists, former Scientologists saying, if you disrespect one of us, they should stand up to the, and slapping is something there. It's a technique they use. And I then remember that one, again. Uh, Leah Remini one where she, well, Miss Cavage, is that his name? Yeah, David, David Miss Cavage. Yeah. He came across the table on two or three and people smacked people and smacked yeah. them. And then another one is supposed like if you don't, someone's supposed to smack you for not doing it. It's like you get smacked for not smacking. So they're big on that slap thing over there at wacky, wacky Scientology land. And again, uh, you f- haven't sent me a letter in a long time. Every time I used to talk about you, I get a letter saying come down and get your thetans and your get analyzed. And I'm like, nah. The uh, reason why is because you're all a bunch of f- lunatics. I have no interest in joining your cult. Are they and, chasing after you? Yeah, and anyone who does is an insane person. So, you know, you say you're a Scientologist. I say we're not friends anymore. You're, you're a nutball because you're going to bug me with it. It's not Amway. Oh, it is Amway. It is worse <laughs> than Amway. Amway at least has a product to sell. I don't know what the you hell they are. You can make money. Yeah. 
Sign, remember when science, every, every time I'd bring him up, I'd get that handwritten letter yep. that said, John, it's great that you're doing this. Please, come down and have Come your, on down. And get monitored or whatever they call that. Never tried it? I wanted to. Uh, Megan was afraid. I'm like, how weak-minded do you think I am? Like, I'm gonna, I came out of Scientologist. They're good. Don't go in there. Those people will change you. I'm like, no, they won't. I'll actually make fun of it while I'm doing it. I went into the Scientology Center in Hollywood and uh, posed with the L. Ron Hubbard statue with my uh, pretending to blow him, like right there in the group. And the lady's like, you show some respect. I'm like, okay, I'm taking a photo with your guy. Settle down. <laughs> and we were like making jokes about wacky and crazy. It isn't there. It's a beautiful, huge facility. But yeah, dude, what are you going to smack me? Scientology. It's a scam and period. That's the end of it. There's nothing more to say. Anybody who believes it is wrong. It's like believing two plus two is 11. You're just wrong. You've been snowed. L. Ron Hubbard was not anything. They didn't have 747s uh, that were spaceships. That a took, sweet boat. Just didn't happen. He had a nice boat. I don't even know if it was that nice. It was just a boat. It was a seaworthy vessel. <laughs> but uh, the story doesn't hold water, and they're after your money, so don't. It's and they've a, done well in that department. They have. Earlier. They really have. Snowing people into thinking... Their self-importance is, it's basically, it's a huge scam. Run from it. And don't argue with me about it, because the second you start going, well, everybody's, no, then you're defending it, and that's something indefensible. It's a stupid thing. It's a really stupid thing. Do they have to pay tax? I think they got tax-free status. If they were tax-paying business. You mean the church or people at Scientology as a church. I don't care about the people. Everybody has to pay taxes. No no individual has that. I'm just saying. So if they've got the church, that was their big battle to get that. I remember um, that. I don't know if they took that away, but look, if they're not paying taxes, then they're then they're then they're a cult. If they were paying taxes and just some business people fell for, I wouldn't even make fun of it. I'm like, good for them, but you're not, and you're getting freebies because you pretend to be something you're not. It's a joke, Uh, and you should be smacked. All of you should just sit and slap each other all day until you're gone. It's egregious what's going on over there. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. I'm looking for a letter from Scientologists. Really, all I'm doing is trying to get them to start writing me again. Because this time I will go. I'm going in. We have Nathan Sutherland eating you all, emailing you all the time. Yeah. Gonna, L. Ron Hubbard's going to email you. <laughs> Can or, I get uh, some L. Ron supporters? <laughs> or get, get, at least L. Ron send me a message of some sort. Send me a Thetan and have it give me a little note that said, please, stop it. <laughs> then you can prove yourself. But until then, you're just all full of... Uh, what is called hooey or sh- I think. And you deserve to be ridiculed. A lot. I think OJ is the second. Like, if you put Scientology and OJ together, I would hang out with a Scientologist and OJ standing at my door. I'm going to be like, I'll talk to that one. You can go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll just pop in. Oh, you've got a white wife. <laughs> All right, you hands off of her, but it's still better than having a Scientologist in my house. All right. Well, this is great. Anyway, how come I have a plastic knife? I think we both know the answer to that. <laughs> okay, I understand. Uh, give us a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.